So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. We are live on a Monday with a lot of news. What is going on with the American Dragon, one of the best pro wrestlers in the world, is a big question mark for this Sunday's AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Will Danielson be able to go? How serious is this injury that's keeping him on the shelf since AEW's last pay-per-view? Soraya Knight, you know her in WWE as Paige. She has announced a return to a pro wrestling event. Doesn't mean exactly she's going to be back in the ring, but we're going to find out more in the next few weeks as she returns to the UK. Uh, More legal troubles for WWE's Vince McMahon and former XFL commissioner Oliver Locke. What is going on with that legal issue and how it's a positive? SmackDown ratings took a big increase with the Vinnie Mac effect following the controversy and scandal from last week. And much, much more. The sad passing, unfortunately, of WWE referee Tim White. We'll get into all of it, plus your comments on screen. Share that link or you stink. What's up, everybody? Hey, I'm Watch Kevin Kelman. That is Jose G. Jeremy Bennett on assignment in Nebraska at Monday Night Raw. He may join us here any minute. Love seeing people say, watch out, watch out, watch out, wherever they are. All right, there we go. Jeremy's with us. Let's see if we can get Jeremy to give us a word here. What's up, boy? Uh, how you doing, Jeremy? I'm going to pitch to you. Uh, we got Monday Night Raw tonight. What are you expecting? Uh, well, first off, you know, uh, we got a big Money in the Bank qualified match here with uh, Oscar and Becky Lynch. And, hey, are you ready to walk with Elias? Ooh. Oh, no. The question is, are you ready to walk with Elias? Because you're going to be in arena by the stage. Are you are you waiting to feel a little bit of bead of sweat from Elias's beard? What? Right in the face. What? Give us a full beard chug. Full, full beard chug, Jeremy. Oh, man. It's Monday. I got to work at 730 in the morning. I don't know about that, boys. Uh, sorry for the audio issues before. I found out it was a setting in StreamYard. I had um, noise cancellation and something with, I don't know, but I just had to put it on speakerphone. So that was the issue. So now I finally can hear you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, at the uh, we're at, I'm at the Cube, uh, which is basically the uh, kind of a little bar district here by the arena. Uh, the arena, you can see it in the background right there. So I uh, uh, had myself a uh, Jameson. Nice. What? Started, started, off, uh, started off hot on a Monday afternoon. What? Uh, I got one Jameson in. What? And what? I got myself a Stella right here, so. There you go. Going from the beer to liquor. There you go. Uh, some big news to get into today uh, with the unfortunate news of Brian Danielson. He has suffered some undisclosed injury, the severity of which we don't know. He has not been seen on AEW television since Double or Nothing. 
uh, when he competed in the Anarchy in the Arena match with the Blackpool Fight Club against the group of, uh, you know, Jericho's group, the Jericho Appreciation Society. So uh, he was pretty physical in that match. We don't know how how much he's hurt, but it's with him, it's a little bit more worrisome, isn't it, uh, Jose? Because this is a guy who was on the shelf for years with injuries and had to retire at one point. We thought would never wrestle again due to concussions. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Back in 2016, when he had that that scary announcement that nobody was uh, clearing him and he was forced into retirement, that was a big issue. So anytime when we hear any type of news relating to Brian Danielson and and a potential injury, mm-hmm. it could be uh, it, it could be alarming. Uh, so, but today we're getting some reports and an update from good old Uncle Dave. Uh, shout out to uh, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. And uh, basically, he's he's stating that as of yet, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club uh, member is yet to be medically cleared as of last week's Dynamite. And then he is speculating, Meltzer speculating, that if we don't see Brian this Wednesday, he is unlikely to be at the Forbidden Door. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of speculation of him facing Zack Sabre Jr. at the Forbidden Door. But right now, with this injury being unclear, uh, everything's kind of up in the air until we get some information on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, the original prognosis was it was only supposed to be one to two weeks, and we're past that point now, and we haven't seen them, so it is kind of concerning, especially since they're saying he's not medically clear at this point. So uh, that is going to be a huge void if uh, if, Dan- if Brian Danielson cannot be at the uh, for- Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, different fans chiming in. David from the Barclays Center saying the rules are different for Brian now. He has a marriage and multitude of children not taking any half measures with his health. That is good. Yeah, that's true. I agree. He's, good he's, point. Absolutely. Yeah, he's had more than just a concussion issue, the, the eye issue. He had problems with his shoulder. He had problems with the knee. You know? This guy's wrestled a very, very hard style for one. Uh, you guys able to hear me all right? Yeah, we can hear you soft. Perfect. Perfect. Hear Perfect. You uh, it's my first time going live on Top Stories, so uh yeah it's it's gonna be sad because that is kind of one of the dream matches that you 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 put on the paper is Mm. basically danielson and and name any top guy in new japan obviously zach saber jr is is one of those guys and so if um if that can't happen it's really going to put a huge void in it but at the same time man that card is still stacked the card yeah, is man, stacked, goes- but I, I can say this as someone who's going to the show. I don't feel the excitement for this show that I felt for Double or Nothing. I don't feel the excitement for this show on paper. I want it to be what it's supposed to be, but the injury bug is real. See, think- Punk, who's the biggest pro wrestler you could put on in an arena show in Chicago right now, isn't going to be there. If he is, he's not going to be wrestling. We know that. And, and now you look at Brian Danielson, is he going to be there? Also, Okada, the biggest star you could get from New Japan, even though he just draw, dropped that title, he's not going to be on the show. There's so many missing pieces that haven't been announced for this card. And, you know, people are talking about, oh, well, they're going to get Kenny Omega back. They haven't advertised it. We simply don't know if that's going to happen. There's a lot of missing stuff on this card that fans were expecting, wanted, and haven't gotten yet. Now, I don't put that on AEW because these injuries are real. Most of these are just injury-related situations. Uh, And then some guys who simply just don't want to come to the United States or don't want to do that, and you have a bunch of multi-man matches here. We don't know who Jay White's going to defend the New Japan World title, the IWGP. We know he's going to be involved in the card in some way, but we don't know who he's going to have a match with. We're going to hopefully find that out this Wednesday on Dynamite. There's just a lot to be done with this card, and I think maybe it was just a little bit too close to double or nothing for them to have that sense of storyline completion before the pay-per-view. 
Yeah, and uh, hold on, let me take him off the mute. Well, I think that uh, I think Dave Meltzer said it best though that this is more. This is not a casual fans pay per view. This is a this is a a very niche hardcore. market for this of people that are. It's going to be the hardcore fan that's going to be the ones that are excited about this. I understand that, but I don't see enough of those matches that even hardcore fans are, are like raving about. This was supposed to be a match made of dream card, dream matches, big one-on-one world versus world dream matches. And we have one, we have Tanahashi versus Moxley. And I do think that's going to be a great match. Also, I think the show is going to be really, really good, but on paper, it just doesn't shout, wow, it's a Tokyo Dome show in the United States. It doesn't have the the sense of magic that it had when it was announced and people were super excited about it then do i think it can be a show that exceeds kind of these now lowered expectations yes and that's something we were told a little while ago rumbling some backstage people were like you're not going to get these big dream matches you think you're going to get and now we're seeing the card come together it's got some good stuff on it you know but tucker tucker <laughs> tucker carlson's huge balls what a name here uh, oh tucker, tucker says here tucky ball says no okada no naito no haramu no shingo no juice uh, where is the big new japan stars there are a bunch of big new japan names on it but there are a bunch of names that you're not seeing especially naito and you know your big single stars you're not seeing the big guys no okada no naito Mm -hmm. yeah no 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 shibata so we you know we don't have any of those big names uh coming up here at the forbidden door and if you don't have brian danielson on that card that i think personally that might take away from the total from the event i think okada is going to be there otherwise i don't think they would have mentioned him by name on i agree too but why wait this long to advertise him you know what i mean it's a pay-per-view yeah. you're asking people he comes out on one on yeah. yeah that's a good point too because you know you should have had him way ahead of time because i mean okada in the united states on a pay-per-view is is must-see television so they obviously unless they hadn't had him locked in by now but i don't know why they would have mentioned him by name if he's not going to be on the show Exactly. That's and and you had Jay White saying Okada's not going to be there, you know. And I don't think I agree with you. Why mention him so much? Then say he's not going to be there. Now wait until this week to promote it. It just seems odd. SP3, our buddy over at True Hill Heat. You can check him out on Friday nights on Smack Talk, uh, doing some great content with us as well. All right. SP3 saying Tony Khan announced Brian Danielson will be on Dynamite this Wednesday, so he good. will be at the Forbidden Door. So that's very good news. Thank you for the update there. That SP3. is great. I appreciate news. it. Uh, so very very good stuff to hear about as well. Uh, so I'm rooting for it. I do think the show is going to be good. It's a sold-out show. So you have a packed arena in Chicago, a hot wrestling city, just a few weeks removed from Hell in a Cell. Let's get to this news. Paige announced a few weeks ago that she would end her relationship professionally with WWE and has announced her first post-WWE appearance for her hometown promotion, the one ran by her family, the Knight family, over in the UK. She'll be a part of the Fight Nair 4 card coming up here in October. Uh, it isn't clear if she's going to be wrestling on this, uh, but she says, I'm back home. Uh, being advertised as Soraya, which is, you know, her original ring name and her, her, her honest real name, you know? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, I think it'd be a real boom for the UK European wrestling scene to have a big WWE star who has a deep emotional connection to the region to really ramp up some stuff out there. I'm talking ICW. I'm talking progress. You know, if WWE sees that she can go here, all right, come on back and let's let's get you going here. Let's you know you you tested it somewhere else. You tested that neck somewhere else. If she's gonna get in the ring, what's it gonna be like? Is it gonna be the same style? Is she even gonna wrestle? Is she gonna be more of a personality and draw them that way? And she can still do that. There'll be fans who buy tickets just to see her and say hi and get pictures and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. still a very healthy career yeah. to have post in ring competitor. Uh, but what's next for her, Jose? 
Uh, man, well, right now what we know is that she will be making her, de- her debut on October 15th or making a return uh, on October 15th uh, at the Norfolk Showground. Uh, but this is, this is very interesting because I don't know exactly what her what her what, what she's going to be doing is she going to do a match is she going to be just there to hype up the you know the actual promotion uh but going to the report as far as the booking here uh fightful is reporting uh that the world association of wrestling in the uk announced uh that frightmare for on october 14th will be going down so uh yeah man i think this is going to be cool for her to come back to the uk she has a huge fan base over there and uh, it'll be just be nice to see her see her have a little homecoming. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, this is in October, so we still have about four months uh, to figure out what she's going to do, and uh, maybe that gives her time to figure out if she can go in the ring. Um, you know, it'll be very interesting to see. Then going there, going forward from there, if she can go, uh, look out because uh, sky's the limit, especially with how good the indies are nowadays. And you got Impact Wrestling that is killing it lately. Had a great pay per view last night. Oh my god, that pay per view was amazing last night. And uh, and of course, uh, obviously AEW. So uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, uh, what comes of this. I really hope uh, that she does get cleared and returns to the ring because this is a a career that was cut way way too short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's yeah. one of the most important things uh, when we're looking at Paige is that that neck injury, right? So we wanna we wanna make sure that she's healthy before she gets into that ring. But uh, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be very intriguing over these if, next few. If months. it looks like I'm pro- if if it looks like I'm sweating, it is because I am because it's 97 degrees right now. <laughs> All right, dude, don't, don't worry. Get glazed, I need maybe get glazed out there. <laughs> I need another beer. What? 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 So that's the news on page. It's a positive one. And uh, we're looking at uh, some slightly positive news for Vince McMahon this past week. Positive news for Vince McMahon. Positive? I know. Uh, so uh, the one of the biggest wrestling stories of the year is that Vince McMahon is under a pending investigation internally by WWE, uh, which they brought in a third party to investigate the company's executive culture structure and uh, a, a kind of a litany of non-disclosure agreements that have been signed. Uh, who those non-disclosure agreements are tied to isn't clear, uh, but also under investigation is Vince McMahon himself for reported money that he paid to a former employee uh, related to uh, not not disclosing an affair that they had. John Laurinaitis, the head of talent relations, also under investigation in the same one here. Now, what? why are we showing a graphic here of Oliver Luck, a former NFL professional and an official and executive, and Vince McMahon there? Well, Oliver Luck at one point was brought in to be the commissioner of the then-defunct, now soon-to-be-rebooted, yet again, XFL. The new one will be ran by a conglomerate of different investors uh, led by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his, uh, his ex-wife, the manager of his Seven Bucks production company. That league will also still have a minority interest in it uh, with WWE involved in some business as well. So here's the issue. Oliver Luck put a big, big lawsuit against Vince McMahon in the XFL when he was kind of, uh, you know, let go. And then the league fell apart and the terms of how that was done and what he's owed. So it looked like this was going to be another big legal fight that was just there in terms of, you know, WWE gets sued all the time. And all people are bringing this up now, but there's, you're just seeing it published more. Um, and those things have been, I remember when I worked at a different res- wrestling website, like every other month, we would have a press release sent to us by a different law firm that said we would like attention for this lawsuit and we will do interviews for it. Or, and, and there was stuff we were getting like that, like ah, once every four or five months or something like that. So uh, with this situation, it's different, though, because it seems like this 
legal issue has been settled before a trial could start. What's the latest on it? Yeah, man. So a sports business journal is reporting that the uh, former XFL commissioner, Oliver Luck and former league owner Vince McMahon have reached a settlement in their acrimonious legal battle over, uh, over roughly 24 million in compensation. Luck said he was due after McMahon fired him in April of 2020. The terms are currently are unknown. The settlement was referred into a filing by Lux attorney, Paul Dabrowski on Friday, seeking judicial order, permanently sealing the records in the case. Many have already been sealed onto a resolution but by saying, quote, the parties reached an agreement to resolve the case on June 16th, 2022. Wrote, uh, that's, uh, that was written by Dabrowski, the lawyer, and a case uh, had been slated to go to jury on July 11th. But McMahon's lawyer, Jerry McDevitt, does not oppose the motion. Uh, so that is the latest. Looks like we're not going to get a nasty court battle. Uh, but I'm wondering how much he settled for and what are the terms? What's what's I want to know the deets. Jeremy, you know the sports world. Oliver Luck didn't leave this with nothing. Well, I, I think the I thought the sports journal said that it was a twenty-four million dollar settlement. Well, it was a twenty-four that, million that dollar compensation. Clear. Oh, yes, okay. he was looking for twenty-four million in compensation after he got fired. Doesn't mean he got but it. There's no, <laughs> but there's no details on how much the compensation was after the settlement. Let me yeah. tell you this: after the week that Vince has had. I, I think he's pretty happy to get this one behind him, considering he's got a lot more bigger fish to fry. True. Yeah, um, I think I think I think another uh, just a little bit of weight might have been lifted off of his shoulders. You know, it's like yeah. one, little, one one less distraction. Yeah. So, so there, people asking us, is there any update on the Vince McMahon story in the Vince McMahon investigation? At this time, no. There is no there is no update on it. Obviously, it was pretty controversial that the same day they announced he's stepping down from the board temporarily, and Stephanie McMahon, his daughter, is going to assume another role that this that this would happen, that he would appear on SmackDown and make a big appearance and kind of move the needle for SmackDown with the controversy and the scandal. Um, and we haven't heard anything else. Now, mind you, these investigations are going to take a very, very long time. We may not hear about this until maybe even sometime early next year or possibly even not even until the fall at the earliest. So this isn't something where you're going to know about this right away. Uh, also, it's worth noting there's no legal people being brought in. This is an internal investigation with WWE hiring a third party to come in and do it. So that's the above board part. I will say uh, I did like the comments of Jimmy Smith. He is the lead play-by-play -play commentator for Monday Night Raw, former UFC fighter, former UFC broadcaster, and uh, has a weekday show on SiriusXM's uh, Fight Nation. He was pretty civil about it, and he said this is really an examination of WWE's executive structure, which he's not directly a part of. He sits on a different part of the table, as he put it, uh, when he's having his production meetings, and this will be an examination into that. And he was kind of civil about that. I, I'm not. I'm not applauding WWE by any means because I do think they're responding to this the best way they can. They're doing it as transparently as possible as much as you can because obviously there's going to be some stuff we don't know about how this investigation goes down how they get information, who speaks to them, who gave them that information who leaked this information because this was already an NDA. Uh, you know we mm -hmm. had uh, some unreputable websites claiming they knew who leaked this information and stuff like that. Yeah. We're not going to run with that I think it's really also that's journalistically unethical to do that if, if someone didn't agree to have their name disclosed. So to do that is really, really unethical. Uh, so and that's a question of somebody reporting it. So there's going to be a lot of information and a lot of rumors and a lot of hearsay. But there's a difference between speculation 
assumptions, what you think it could be, and what it actually is. And we yeah. need to tell fans that a lot because we are like you guys. We want to know what's going to happen. Is Vince McMahon going to be a part of the WWE still? Is Stephanie going to run the company? And all these different things. So there's a bunch of rumors going everywhere. Just slow your roll with that, everybody. I think that needs to be important. And like what Pat McAfee said, he knows absolutely nothing about this. And 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 basically, you know what he says, you know, he rolls into he, he rolls in, doesn't really, you know, talk with a lot of people when he gets there on a Friday. You know, basically he he basically does his radio show and then uh, takes his private jet out to wherever SmackDown's going to be, lands about an hour and a half, maybe two hours before the show. So you know, it, it, Jimmy Smith doesn't know he's been there probably a little longer. So. You know, those guys, they don't know. They're kind of in the dark. And, you know, it's not really a big surprise that they are because this is kind of more of a corporate type of deal than it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, uh, Jeremy hey. fell. He, he hey. fell. I'm, a, <laughs> but I'm about your, out of beer. So I'm about out of beer. So I'm losing it. But to your point, <laughs> to your point, Jeremy, you know, just because you work, someone works in the WWE doesn't mean that they're going to have or know any information at all. For example, mm-hmm. I know plenty of close friends who are producers in WWE, every time I would text or call, what's going on with this? They don't know. They really don't know. So when you mention, you know, some non-reputable sites reporting this or that about this case, I'm going to call bullshit because they probably don't know. They're just pulling out information out of their ass. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, can, you can ask people that work within the company what they think of it. You know, um, as I as I said last week, I talked to people who used to work in the company and had a, an intimate knowledge of, of working with people related to the matter. And they were upset about it. And they were upset with how, how it was handled outside of Stephanie McMahon being brought in and outside of, uh, you know, Vince McMahon stepping onto the executive board. They thought everything else was kind of like, oh, what's going on here? They liked those moves. So, I mean, a response to a crisis like this, they're doing some things right, and other things yeah. kind of make you scratch your head. Yeah, and, and, and Pat, Pat McAfee's probably one of the most straight shooters you're going to see in the, in the world of wrestling or in sports, you know, and, and uh, he's going to tell it straight. And he, he says he has had absolutely zero information in regards to this, and I bet you that is probably – the same for those more established people that are there more often than Pat. So, you know, it, it's probably uh, not a surprise to believe that they were in the dark on this. So let's see how this, let's see what the numbers are to this. Everyone wants to know what is the actual metric measured response as Jeremy closes out a beer there. Um, I need another one. Should I, should I bring you guys to the bar? <laughs> I don't care about rated. This beer is a 1.5. I'm going to bring you guys into the bar. How about that? Yes, please do. Mute me. <laughs> Mute him. Mute him. <laughs> I don't want to hear his credit card number on, on, on the show. Uh, so let's see the numbers of, of how this played out. Vince McMahon appearing in the opening segment of SmackDown on network television on Fox. That was announced on Friday as this news came out that he was stepping down from the board. WWE getting a lot of press, a lot of extra attention outside of the usual wrestling bubble, and that was reflected in the overnight ratings and the confirmed ratings as SmackDown scored its highest, highest overnight viewership. And that's just overnight viewership. That's not Hulu. That's not on demand. That's not DVR. That's not outside of the United States. It performed its highest overnight rating in over a year. That includes the build Mm -hmm. to WrestleMania and Royal Rumble. That includes shows with major matches on it. Now, the show was headlined by Roman Reigns versus Matt Riddle in a very, very great uh, world title match. It was great to see Roman Reigns on the show. But obviously, Vince McMahon, the scandal, that may have been the draw to get people through the door, but kept them watching until the end. 
Very great number in the second hour, kind of an increased audience. And for network television, this is a really, really strong number as well. 2.2 to 2.4 million people is the estimated overnight viewership. And that and that number grows after about three days. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics is reporting that SmackDown brought in 2.290 million viewers on Fox. This is up from 1.914. Uh, that they did a, a week ago. They pulled a 0.57 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49, which is up from 0.44 and the demo rating one week ago. The show did uh, feature and was headlined by Roman Reigns and Riddle. And then with that uh, very awkward opening of uh, Vince McMahon saying, uh, you know, the slogan, you know, the past, the present and future and together. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what that was all about, but everybody was uh, not happy about that, that opening uh, segment when this went, but, Yet the ratings are there, but I'm gonna say that Roman was the one that pulled the ratings, not Vince McMahon. Yeah, that yeah, because that hour two was so much considerably higher than hour one, and the fact that we knew this was gonna be the match about a week ahead of time. So I, I think Roman's the one of the, the main reasons for that. Now I, I haven't seen the quarter hour ratings. Now I I don't know if you guys have seen those yet since uh, I had to to no. take off, but um, you know the quarter hour rating might tell a story too if if. Vince drove it or not, but uh, I th- I think I think the credit goes to Roman for this for this number pop. He hasn't been on TV. I, I think for it's a combination weeks, of both. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, oh my God! Speaking of the other side of the spectrum, did you see that that rampage rating? Ow! How bad? Uh, under four hundred. See, and then then you maybe you have people that were just wrestled out for the evening. They saw Roman, they saw Riddle, they like, didn't need to see anymore. I think it was in the three thirties. Oh, like second really ever. And this yeah, was on the regular Friday time slot too. Yeah, that's a, that's and... a Facebook live stream. Wow, wow, <laughs> hey, hey, your numbers, pal. <laughs> um hey I, I do think it's just the problem of being on so late on a friday night you know i really really do I do, it's I don't a terrible think time it's, slot. it's a shitty times it's a sh- shitty time slot for anything yeah, yeah. absolutely they got to consider a move there uh maybe they do the thing where they go on tuesday nights we're gonna come back for you xd we didn't beat it up uh we did have some sad news over the weekend we did have some very unfortunate news tim white longtime referee and official for wwe unfortunately passing away uh, and we don't un- understand the terms of his passing, but obviously someone who had a very, very long and historic career with WWE throughout the 80s when he was the handler for the infamous Andre the Giant and then had and, and then had a role in some of the biggest main events of WWE during the Attitude Era. Unfortunately, suffering an injury in the ring in 2002 uh, and then uh, coming back to the ring and then suffering another injury that would keep him out of the ring for the, for the rest of his life. Uh, he did perform on television, did do many, many things for WWE and remain with the company for a very, very long time. But a beloved figure within WWE, a guy that many people said was just an instant friend to anyone in the locker room. And uh, so one of those guys that you grow up, you see him on TV. And if WWE is a restaurant, he's always there. You know, if you come there and you would have your meal That's of wrestling. So he was always a part of serving that meal up to you. And there were other people that are part of the process of WWE that as we, you know, we grow older. So these people grow older and, and, and it's an, it's an unfortunate part of life is you lose people you care about and that make an impression on you. Tim White's one of those guys that did for a lot of people in the wrestling business, very widely respected too, especially when you saw the outpouring of uh, report uh, we see here, Eric Bischoff saying s- such sweet things about him. Numerous other people, uh, Michael PS Hayes, just tons of different people saying how much they appreciated working and spending time with them. It's worth noting 
the men and women in WWE, men and women in these national touring companies that are have that television presence, they're on the road so much with each other and spend so much significant time with each other. And it becomes kind of this second family and you develop these bonds that are very, very real. Jim Ross saying, I can't believe we lost both Dave Hebner and now the equally talented Tim Knight, two outstanding humans who are committed to pro wrestling. Absolutely true. Obviously, Dave Hebner getting a great tribute from his from his son and brother on the Slammiversary pay-per-view, which I thought was a, a very, very wonderful moment for them to share. Mick Foley saying, I'm very sorry to learn of Tim White's passing. He was the referee for so many of my big matches. And more importantly, was one of the nicest and most well-liked members of the WWE family. And it's worth noting, I th- there was never a bad story about him. There was never like, oh, he ruffled someone the wrong way or something like that. And that happens. Beloved guys have that happen to them all the time. Um, but this is a very, very sweet, sweet guy who was a part of just a big times for WWE. The, the peak of rock and wrestling in the 80s. The struggle in the 90s with the new generation. The going over on WCW. He was in he was in the you know the war pit with WWE there. He was in the trenches with that in that, in that fight and got to go through all of that. I, I remember him be, having a big role in the way that WWE did their meet and greets after his after his in-ring career was done, he was still deeply involved in getting wrestlers to and from each town. And here's where you had to be coordinating. And that was a, a great role to have, to continue to have outside of the ring, even after suffering injuries in the ring as a referee. So uh, just a great career, a great guy and, and a sad loss. At, indeed. Yeah, man. It's uh, I remember watching uh, Tim white back in the, in an you know, attitude era when I was a kid, I everything, just everything. And you guys see the outpour of support and memories that he's seen. You see all the tweets here from, uh, you know, from Matt Hardy to Michael P.S. Hayes, William Regal. So uh, he definitely had a big effect on uh, on the wrestling world, on the wrestling business. And uh, when you're a good human being, people can uh, people can tell and will write great things about you, as you can see um, what the wrestling world has done here today mm-hmm. with uh, with good old Tim White. What about you, Jeremy? Yeah, you know, you know when a wrestler is, or you know when a referee is special when he's involved in storylines and a, a lot of other things. And, and Tim White was involved in some of those things down the line. And you could just see, uh, e- even while he was still with us, you could see how beloved he was and how much he meant to so many people. And now you're going to see it even more with the unfortunate, uh, with the unfortunate news of his passing. But you know, it's it's one of those where he's one of those referees that had that personality where you could throw him into a story and it would work. And they did that a few times with him. Mm-hmm. Of course, he also owned the bar that we saw these different brawling matches at there. This, these were done a handful of times throughout the attitude era. And they're usually done with the APA. Yeah. They would have a fight in a bar with another tag team. In the years that I've been following and reporting wrestling, I never knew that, that Tim White was the owner of these bars during those sketches. That's awesome. And they would ruin the bar, like literally ruin the bar, rip TVs wonder, off the wall, everything. shit everywhere. Makes me wonder who owned the supermarket during the Booker T and Stone Cold Brawl. <laughs> I heard Was that, that a that, WWE uh, employee too? I heard WWE paid like five figures to that supermarket for everything. Yes. Yeah. So, so and, and the same thing would happen to, uh, you know, Tim White's bar and they would wreck it and he'd just get them to remodel the bar. For oh man. I love those oh, yeah. segments. They were great. Yeah. Free makeover for Timmy's bar. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, definitely uh, have a drink, drink on him and drink to his honor and the great impressions and great things he did over the years and for his family and friends as well. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking out everything with sports. Kita. We got a lot of cool projects coming up in a way. Jose G. I know you got a fresh one in the pocket, don't you? 
I do, man. I just wrapped up an awesome interview that I'm going to be dropping on my brand new uh, show called Wrestling with Mindset. That's going to be dropping later this week. So make sure you guys follow me on my social media, Jose G Official, my Twitter, Instagram, on TikTok. I'm going to be dropping little teasers and snippets of the interview. So go ahead and check it out. Jose G Official and Wrestling with Mindset. Uh, Jeremy, you're busy tonight. People should follow you on the Twitter machine at JB Huskers and follow SK Wrestling underscore. You'll have all the different things, the in fan perspective from uh, from in the arena for Money at Raw tonight. Maybe some cool angles getting set up for Money in the Bank just a few weeks ago, and John Cena yeah. show next week. So yeah, be interesting. Yeah, I'm in the lower bowl. Uh, I'm in the lower bowl, literally C1. So I'm as close to the ramp as you can be uh, in the lower bowl. Uh, my phone is dying rapidly being on Top Story, so I'm going to shut her off and, and uh, turn her back on right in time for Top Story. Uh, maybe take a maybe take a snap of the stage and the ring and then send them to the boys and then uh, turn the phone off for a minute. Uh, but, yeah, follow me on uh, socials. I will try to be on as much as I can until the phone dies. Uh, then, uh, uh, you know, catch me on the socials. Uh, uh, I'll try to live tweet as best I can tonight. Uh, be should be a good show. Uh, great. I, I hear uh, the women are main eventing for that main, uh, Money in the Bank spot, so that's going to be yes. a good one there. Uh, then I'm going to have a couple more beers with some friends afterwards and uh, try what? to get, what? Uh, try to get home early with work in the morning. We'll see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> then uh, catch Jose and myself uh, uh, Wednesday after Dynamite. We got the Twitch show. Uh, we'll be uh, continuing our uh, GM mode. Uh, we are progressing towards W. WETLC. We've hired some legends. We've uh, we've hired some uh, some guns, and uh, we're gonna have a little bit of uh, some legend infusion into the TLC pay per view. So it should be interesting to see how that shapes up going into that pay per view. Mm-hmm. It will certainly be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, definitely check that out. Our Twitch channel is brand new. We're going to be doing some watch-alongs with it this week. Likely, we haven't decided, possibly Thursday is what we're looking at. We're going to do a Money in the Bank classic watch-along. Right? Yeah. And so for the top story people who watch Top Story with us, we love you diehards. We're trying to grow that Twitch channel where we can do long things where we're just kind of like riffing and we're drinking we're having beers and it's just a hang of a stream that you can do so we're going to do some different things over there go ahead and subscribe to it also if you haven't done so subscribe to our youtube we're nearing thirty-one thousand subscribers thank you so so much we really appreciate that uh i'm going to be pretty busy i have comedy shows coming up at the beginning of july and tomorrow i'll be performing at shuba's rock club where bands like dave matthews band and 21 pilots have performed and somehow i'm performing that's going on tomorrow you can get tickets the link is up on my twitter at kev kellum at Kev Kellman. That is in Chicago, Illinois. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Remember, share the link or you sting. Tag your wrestling buddies. There's so many choices for wrestling media, but you've chosen us. And I say when you're watching wrestling, you should just calm down and do this very important thing, which is what, Jose? You need to take a deep breath. Let it all out. Uh-huh. And just remember when you're watching Elias tonight uh-huh. and you're stinging along, uh-huh. just remember to enjoy it enjoy wrestling isn't that right yeah <laughs> bartender one more beer what what <laughs> next <laughs> what <laughs> watch out watch out watch out watch out